Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos comic book club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I answer, what am I reading this week? This week I've got William Gibson's Alien 3 from Dark Horse Comics. The creative team is Story, William Gibson. Adaptation script and art, Johnny Christmas. Color art, Tamara Bonvillan. Letters, Nate Picos. Standard cover, Johnny Christmas with Tamara Bonvillan. And variant cover, Paolo Joe Rivera. I got the regular cover. Now this is truly a fascinating comic. Way back in the late 80s, after the success of Aliens, the sequel to Alien, several writers tried to make a sequel to the sequel. One of them was William Gibson, famed sci-fi author, most famous for his seminal work, Neuromancer, which coined a lot of the uh, sort of futuristic, high-tech dystopian novels of the time. In doing a little bit of research, Gibson created at least two drafts of the story. None of them were ever actually produced. And then a bunch of other writers tried to make their own version. It wasn't until uh, the 90s, what was it, 92, 93, that David Fincher directed the actual Alien 3, which is a topic for another day. This then is the comic book of the unproduced screenplay. It's really interesting because it bears very little resemblance to the previous Alien films. Ripley is barely in it. This is only issue one after all, but just based on issue one, we have some familiar things in terms of the Sulaco ship, the cryo chambers. But then right away we, we meet a whole bunch of other characters such as, such as the Union of Progressive Peoples organization. They board the ship, find that an alien has implanted itself into Bishop's torso, and then a facehugger emerges to do its thing. That rogue ship leaves the Sulaco on its way, and it returns to Anchor Point Cluster, owned by Wayland yutani Here we meet a bunch more characters that we don't know about, related to the military organization and science. Shady dealings with the corporation, Wayland yutani Wells and Fox, representatives of the company, are visiting Anchorhead to pick up what remains of the Sulaco, for nefarious reasons as always. There's a lot of intrigue, a little bit of action at the beginning, some science stuff, and then a familiar face, a scarred familiar face, makes his appearance at the end of the book, to be continued. On the one hand, this book is fascinating because it's uh, it's a long-lost screenplay for a movie that um, people either loved or hated. Uh, most were disappointed. So it was interesting to see a different take by such a classic sci-fi author, William Gibson. But on the other hand, I thought it was very slow, and it really took you away from the main characters that you knew from before. So that's a little disorienting. The art is realistic, but for some reason I just didn't quite like it. There's a good variety of panels and shots and layouts and such. I don't know, I just didn't quite like it. Maybe it was too realistic, maybe it wasn't unique enough. In the comics medium especially, you have such, you have such an ability to be creative and different that I didn't quite think the art was that different. 
This is supposed to be a five-issue limited series, and I'm wondering if they can really capture everything that the, that the original script had within five issues. So this starting issue felt at the same time kind of long, but also short. Long in exposition, short in getting to somewhere. It's really interesting to think about. We've had so many other Aliens movies, especially with Ellen Ripley, that this one where she's barely in it seems odd. But we'll see how it goes in issue two. This week I read William Gibson's Alien 3, the unproduced screenplay, number one, from Dark Horse Comics. And this has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. See you next week.